Hi, and welcome to the Home Girls Podcast. We are the women behind the homepage.life, Jenny, Kristen, Rebecca, and Megan. Our podcast is a companion to our mission of the homepage, to come together and learn lost skills for self-sufficiency and freedom in our homes, all of it for our families. We're so glad you're here. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Home Girls from thehomepage.life. This is Megan, Jenny, Kristen, and Rebecca, and we about oils, seed oils, vegetable oils, all kinds of oils, because it's kind of a hot topic right now. Um, I have seen a lot of kind of our health influencers on um, different social media platforms and, um, and, and elsewhere talking about oils being something that is really detrimental to your health or really good for your health. So that's what we want to talk with you guys about today. So ladies, homegirls, what is your perception of a good oil versus a bad oil? Let's start with Jenny. All right. I stick to what I would call real oils. So basically anything that I would be capable of, of coming up with myself. So that would be like lard, tallow. Um, and then also let's see, olive oil is safe. I, I figure that's, I don't use it a whole lot because I think that it has a lower heat point. Right. But we do we do keep olive oil around. Avocado oil is another one that's coming straight from the fruit instead of being highly processed from the seeds. Okay. So um, those are kind of the the only four. Am I missing one? I think butter. I think those are butter. Yeah, ghee yes. and butter would be the of course. Others. Yeah, ghee and butter. Yes. So you know, th- three oh, of the coconut. five of the- Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay. So okay. things that are like real ingredients that make sense to you. Like what the heck is a canola? What the heck <laughs> is a grape seed? Yeah, like, grape seed. And don't be fooled by the word vegetable. Like Right. So just kind of common sense oils. <laughs> that's what Okay. I well that's say. a good that's a good way to describe it. So Rebecca, is it the same is that kind of your mental strategy on oils what you use in your house similar to Jenny's? Absolutely. We, we haven't incorporated, uh, well, we don't use lard, but we do, I would be open to tallow, but I don't have tallow. And then, um, but yeah, everything is olive oil or coconut oil or avocado oil. But I've recently been using avocado oil like a whole lot and not olive oil because it just seems to go rancid faster mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. um but and butter butter is butter is probably what we use the most <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but absolutely okay so then Kristen, is that about the same in your house or do you have some others that you that you have as well yeah that's definitely what we're using at at in our home, you know, I was thinking about it earlier. I think that the hardest part about oils 
is when it comes to processed food, almost everything contains those super highly refined, you know, with heat and pressure um, oils, the rapeseed, canola, corn, the safflower, mm-hmm. vegetable, soybean, you know, all of those oils, all of those middle aisle products, you know, crackers, mm-hmm. chips, cookies, oat milk, you know, things that you don't, that you wouldn't think of all contain those oils. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what makes it hard for a lot of people to avoid. You know what I mean? It does. Yeah. Yeah, It's hiding. They are hiding in a lot of things. I just Mm -hmm. noticed it on in cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what we got cheese. I get the mozzarella cheese sometimes from Costco just mm. because it's easy and blah, blah blah and it has canola oil in it I was like get out <laughs> now I know why out? I buy those ginormous <laughs> blocks from Azure Center <laughs> I know oh my gosh it was like what is this so you gotta oh. be vigilant friends <laughs> you do because even sometimes people or brands that you have come to trust if they get bought out if they yeah. tr- start sourcing new ingredients they can sneak these things in because they're lower cost also lower quality and bad for your health so i i think that if you were to google like a graphic you could probably find some pretty accurate graphics that would be like, yeah, these are okay. And like Jenny said, kind of closer to nature um, oils. And then you've got some that are just straight up manufacturing byproducts, like Mm. not even real stuff. Um, And so what is the one, because I don't want to misspeak, but there is one of the vegetable and I'm using vegetable in air quotes because it is nowhere near a a something that grows out of the ground. Um, There's one that was like machine lubricant, right? Like what, Mm -hmm. which oil is that? Is it canola? Mm, I think think it was canola. And um, I recently read that they started growing it in Canada in order to have enough um, machine oil for a war Maybe maybe World War Two. Get back, and so they they created all these farms for all this rapeseed, and then they had too much of it, and they had to find a way to utilize it. So they Once said, the "All right, well, well, if we wash and wash this with this chemical, and then add some bleach to get the color right, then people can eat this." Mm. And so that, and then when, we did. And mm-hmm. yes, and everyone lobbied the government and the National Health, um, the Heart Association, to say that it was actually more heart healthy in order to create a market. Procter & Gamble was also in on that. Yuck. So yeah. then don't, I think I read also, didn't they have to do some sort of like detergent as well because it smelled so foul? Yes. Yes. So, and then there's an added fragrance. They wash it. <laughs> They wash it, they bleach it, they add some sort of fragrance type of thing. I'm like, my gosh, we don't even have fragrance in our house at all. And then here we used to be actually eating it and didn't know Mm -hmm. it. Lord have mercy. So that sort of situation is so frustrating because there was some type of 
education program launched that said, yes, canola is heart healthy. And you guys know the little symbol that I'm even talking about slapped Mm -hmm. on the bottle with the little heart and the EKG sign saying that it was heart healthy. And that's really frustrating as a consumer. But in the United States, it is literally buyer beware. And you have to be the one who does the research, who is, you know, diligent and vigilant to look at those ingredients and to to know what things are because they will use all kinds of words that aren't what the thing is or, you know, scientific names that kind of mask what the actual ingredient is. And that is, that's really frustrating because there are so many things. And Jenny, you um, of all of us have traveled the most in Europe and they just don't even allow so many of the things here um, or over there as we do here. Well, that's it. And you can literally read the back of those boxes and packages and see everything is totally legible. There, there are Mm. no strange ingredients. And I remember, um, I, I was really shaken by that. The longer I spent there, the more convicted I became. And I remember crying to some of you when I got back that we, we were under an illusion of freedom here in the U S because we're supposed to be the most free country. And in some ways we are. In some mm-hmm. ways we are, but in other ways, our own government is poisoning us. And while other countries may have a, a style of, of ruling that isn't one that I would choose, at least they're not poisoning their people. Right. Or, or not yet or it. not in that way. I mean, they are in other ways because we know that Bayer comes right out of Germany. So mm. there are... I mean, you know, choose your poison, right? But their food in general is much more clean than ours. Not so for the pharmaceuticals. Right. So when they had all of those vegetable oils to to spare, that's when the, you know, when they started pushing them on us and, you know, convincing us that it was omega-6s that we we needed to be consuming and not the omega-3s, right? So that's when, I mean, it was even years later I I recently read something about how the McDonald's fries used to be fried in tallow. You yes. know, the animal fats are what we've all been trying to get back to at this point. But the animal fats are the ones they wanted to scare us away from, along with eggs and animal products in general. Um, right. You know, that those those are the things that are are killing are killing you. Um, but now what I don't even know which of the vegetable oils McDonald's fries are fried in, but then they add in beef tallow flavoring. <laughs> so what? Yes. Which what even I is, didn't know what that. is that? It's a it's something vegan. Oh, God. <laughs> but like, what is it? <laughs> Oh, they add my. in some sort of flavoring so that yeah. it still tastes supposedly like it used to be you know, up until the 80s. I don't know. It's weird. What <laughs> in the world? So Kristen touched on the omega-6s. And um, so I read up on that a little bit. What happens with omega-6 is the oxidation. Mm-hmm. And oxidation is a bad thing. It sounds like it might be a good thing. It's a topic that's always confused me a little bit because oxygen that's amazing that sounds so good 
But ox, if you can think of oxidation, for me, the way I break it down in my brain is it means aging or death. Mm. So you don't want your skin to oxidate or your cells to oxidate. Megan, you probably have a much better explanation of this. Well, no, that's exactly that's exactly right. So oxidative stress, oxidative damage is called caused by what's called free radicals. And so free radicals are these essentially these incomplete pieces, these molecules, and they are trying to become complete. And so they will latch onto healthy tissue to pull from it what it needs. And that process damages your cells. So the more often you come in contact with something that has free radicals, meaning in, in, in this case that we're talking about today, rancid oils, um, then your body is under a state of stress and being damaged. And so then mm. your body has to, it increases the inflammation levels in your blood to try to repair those spots. But if you are constantly eating those things, your body never gets to leave that state of stress and is always kind of freaking out and mm. and using a lot of resources to try to repair. And so people who are, you know, continually unwell or continually tired um, are probably in a continual state of inflammation. Yes. And I can feel the inflammation. So just a, a quick story. I had decided I needed to get more protein sooner in the morning. So I found some protein powder in the pantry. I was like, okay, I got this. While my brain can't quite think through cooking a protein breakfast, I can at least grab a shake first thing. And so I did that for about a week. I noticed my fingers were like so swollen, I was having trouble bending them. And so what? I looked more closely at this protein powder I was using. The second ingredient was sunflower oil. Lovely. Mm. We had picked this up at Costco. It's the big one that's commonly sold there. So mm. it was like, as soon as I stopped that, that swelling went down. It can't be a coincidence. Right. Gosh, but that was just a very tangible thing because sometimes when the whole world's talking about something that's bad for you and you need to make a change, sometimes it's hard to see what the difference is. I know that I'm not the most observative person, but I definitely noticed that. And that gave me a really specific reminder my other reminder is Ashton. He keeps us on track. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff, oh. it creeps in this house. We're all going to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Mayonnaise is one so of the good. biggest things too. Yes. That's another one of those big, you know, middle aisles. Even if you pick up a Hellman's olive oil mayonnaise, it's, yes. it's not olive oil. It might no, have like lying. a tablespoon or something in it. I don't know. But yeah. it's still mainly the cheap vegetable, re super refined oils. Um, but yeah, oh my gosh, it, that is a, a mess. And yeah, I've got a video on how to make your own in the homepage. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And we, and we had that gathering where you taught us in person too, how to render it. Um, so that was, that was really helpful. Cause I don't think I've ever watched someone do it before. Oh, like, lard and tallow. Yeah. Yes. Um, that was really helpful. So one of the things that I learned about olive oil is, you know, that's another one that's supposed to be heart healthy. And I think that it probably for the most part is, 
um, but only if it's not rancid. So a lot of times um, where you get your olive oil is important. And if it's not dated, that is a big red flag. Meaning if it doesn't have a date on the bottle that it was manufactured, then it is likely bleached and detergent added very much like the canola would have been. So another uh, one is that it should be single origin, right? It should come from one place and not like six or three or, or whatever, because much more likely to be refined or have other like product of Brazil in the U S and Canada and Mexico. Right. That's (laughs) exactly red, red flag. Not good. So yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think one of the, and I know people can look up a list of like, you know how there's dirty dozen clean 13 lists for vegetables and fruits and things like that. Um, I know that there is probably a graphic that we could find that would say, Hey, these oils are fine. And these oils over here, you want to stay away from, but like your mental list, you guys as individuals, and I'm going to, Jenny, I'm going to start with you and then Rebecca and Kristen. What, when you pick up a product and you see one of those things listed, it's automatic, put it back on the shelf. For oh, which, yes. which, what is that for each of you? Jenny, you go first. You'll see like high oleic sunflower oil, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. cottonseed oil, canola oil. You don't usually see vegetable. You know, they have tricky words for them. Grapeseed mm-hmm. oil sometimes because grapeseed sounds like a fruit. So. Um, they, a lot of times they'll have tricky names. I remember back in the day we avoided hydrogenated. So if it had the yes. word hydrogenated, I mean, we've, we've done well to avoid that probably for 25 years, but I think they've, they've snuck these other ones in that we didn't realize were just as bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So rape seed is another one without the G at the beginning. It, what oh, yeah. is that seed? I, like i said it's one of those words that's like i don't know but it sounds bad anyway i don't it's it's off-putting for sure i think it is canola is Is it it? yeah Yeah. i think so grapeseed and canola canola i think is like vegetable oil but it can be so it can be rapeseed cottons it can be like they can call it whatever they want it's like a combination can be have you seen that on the thing it'll be like it could be this 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 or that like soft flour rapeseed whatever like it's a combination Mm -hmm. they can say vegetable or they can say canola or they can say so they just have given themselves these loopholes what about Mm -hmm. peanut guys is peanut good or bad that's a debate in our house it's a legume bad that peanut oil yeah because it's a legume or because of because is it is it peanut oil naturally in peanut butter or no it's different it would be in peanut butter yeah but peanut oil to get just the oil is it's definitely processed under high heat and pressure okay Um, because yes you can get it in a box at sam's club right that's true Anything that comes in a box is probably a no. 
Gosh, isn't that the truth though? Like you have to, if it's in a box, you need to be real careful. Yeah. So for me, I do, and you guys might not agree, (laughs) but like for me, um, not all brands are the same. Mm-hmm. And something that is like non-GMO organic, um, like some companies like Spectrum is a company that as far as I know, hasn't been bought out. And right. they do have some seed oils that are processed in ways that if you're just using a little bit and you need it for like an ingredient, like a dressing or something like I don't make as big a deal about that you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like because sure that's a quote um whereas i just had it like with toxins the the poison is in the dose the dose makes the poison so like we don't have to be like so crazy sometimes about some stuff does that make sense like and yeah the, like I don't know. I don't get super, super crazy about it. And maybe I need to be more crazy. (laughs) But well, but I think what you're saying about the dose being important, like if it's something that you do once a year versus something that you do every single day, the things that you're putting more often into your body probably need to be the cleanest items. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and what I'm choosing to cook with like every day at home, like I'm absolutely yeah. not picking up a bottle of vegetable oil and pouring it into anything. Do you know what I right. mean? So yes. the like- spectrum is going to be expeller pressed. And that is like a lot of people will say that that is, that will make a difference. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not certain about that, but that would be the defense of something like the that kind like a sunflower oil from spectrum right that okay. it would be it, it would be like i said that the process to expel the oil it would be called expeller pressed and yes. supposedly that's more gentle than you know that super high pressure high right. heat or or solvents like they're using mm-hmm. right as they do with essential oils you know, right they can use solvents and stuff to get them out opposed to like how young living does it with, you know, the proper way. Yeah. The distillant and chemicals and what you're saying added fragrance so that the oils don't smell bad. Like that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. It is nuts. Yeah, exactly. So we are, um, this, is one of those subjects that I think evolves because names change. They change the label. They change the thing that they call it. And Mm -hmm. it's important for us to kind of stay on our toes with those sorts of things. But what you cannot go wrong with is the most simple form of something. So tallow, lard, butter, like these are the things that I, I think are, as we have been learning with our families, is, is just to bring it back to more simple ingredients in, in every way that we possibly can. So, yes, exactly. Um, and as far as ghee is concerned, I do actually think that there can be a time and place for that. Like if you have tons of butter for some reason, you can make like ghee will be shelf stable for mm-hmm. a very, very, very long time. Like question 
you know, a long time, many, many, many years. Okay. Right. And so that is a way to make that lots of butter that you have shelf stable. So it's not something that like, I used to feel like, Oh, I've got to have ghee. I can't do butter. I know I, I can have butter and I feel great with butter at this point in time, but, um, but it is a way to make butter shelf stable. So that would be a perk of that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? If, if you wanted to build your pantry oil supply, does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Oh yeah. That's a great point. What's the, um, like with lard and tallow, how do they compare shelf stable wise with ghee? Do you know? Uh, I, not as long as ghee for sure, but I, I think that it's really funny. I think that first of all, it depends on how you're rendering your lard and tallow on how long it's going to stay stable on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I think that people who are using water in their application are not going to have as long of a shelf life on their lard mm-hmm. and tallow. Does that make sense? Because it's anyway, which some people tell you to do that. I don't, um, I never use water, but like a lot of old timers will say that lard and tallow will last for a really long time. But a lot of people now are, get really nervous about it going rancid. I've never had lard go rancid. So I don't know. Yeah. And I've never had tallow go rancid yeah. either. So, so I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Well, we will kind of keep talking about this because, guys, there is one oil that we haven't talked about because it's not really an edible oil. But we're going to have to do an entire episode on castor oil because I know that we have been, we have, Jason will be happy. Yes, exactly. All of us have been (laughs) dabbling with it in some way. And we're going to have, we're going to have to dish to the people about um, some of the the glorious things we've discovered. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, ladies, thank you so much for um, being here and thanks for chatting about oils and and helping people with making decisions. Um, We, I think we're probably going to need to have a discussion on this in the homepage and maybe talk through water or no water in your, um, when you're rendering and talk through, maybe we find some good infographics that are, you know, trusted and um, so you can save it to your phone for when you're out and about or you're shopping or you want to check an ingredient. So let's make that a priority. And if you have not yet checked out the homepage.life, please check it out. Come and join our community. Um, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast because we are dropping one every Monday. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. Have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Home Girls podcast. Be sure to join our community at thehomepage.life. We'll be back next Monday with our next episode. Sending love from our homes to yours.